Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thinks about the shot, takes a shot, oh, and it's punched away by Balkowski. Inside of the lovely ball with the outside of his foot in the Callum Harriet. Right foot, oh, right foot shot. Just to the wrong side of the left-hand post. Up the edge of the penalty area. Right-hand side gets back on his right foot, takes the shot. Slams back off of Skews. Thinks about a shot, does it again, goes past. Lovely cross shot. Can better Kayleigh get on the end of it? No, he can't. Can Sonogo get there? He can! Oh, saved on the right-hand side. So Lookman takes this corner into the near post. Back it up there. Oh, it's nearly an own goal from... Luke Varney coming back to try and stop Teixeira getting on it. Charlton have a free kick quickly taken again, and that's the end of the game. Charlton will feel a little bit aggrieved here this evening. We needed a miracle, but Tuesday night was that the end for Charlton. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. It's Thursday the 7th of April. Uh, I'm your host for this evening, Tom Wallin, uh, and joining me in the studio tonight is Nathan Muller. Nathan, how are you doing? Yeah, not, yeah, not too bad. Obviously, the um, three amigos are now down to two musketeers, or it's the other way around. Yeah, three yeah. That's right, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah no, it's fine, mate. Yeah, it's good. I'm good, you? You're, uh, you're feeling a little bit better than last week. Oh, mate, yeah, I had the old bout, the old, uh, what's it called, man flu. Yeah. Scientifically proven that it's worse for men than women. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> looking a bit better today for sure. Um, now, our agenda-driven, biased colleague or host, Louis Mendes, uh, he's, well, I don't think he's been banned, but uh, he's taking a break this week. Yeah, uh, la- That's right, yeah. Last thing I saw, he was stuck in traffic next to the Angel of the North. Yeah, I see. Uh, but that was 36 hours ago, I think, so hopefully he's, he's moved on by now. <laughs> he's we, not still there. We'd hope so. Um, but en- enough about that. So coming up on tonight's show, um, I thought, given my first time hosting, I was hoping, given Saturday's protests, I thought, great, Roland will get shouty again and send us some sort of statement. Mm-hmm. But Tuesday came and went and no statement in sight. Yeah. So uh, luckily we've got plenty th- uh, plenty of other stuff to talk about. We'll reflect on the game at Portman Road, um, which surely for anyone doubting our secured, uh, surely has secured a relegation to League One. Um, we're going to hear from Jose and keeper Nick Pope post-game uh, and get their reactions. We'll discuss, although I think it's pretty clear to anyone who knows the club, uh, the reasons that we're going down. Uh, we'll have a quick look at the under-18s and the under-21s who both uh, both played Bristol this week. Have a look at the return of Tony Watt of sorts to the club today. 
Um, and if there's time, we'll look at the squad and perhaps who's going to leave during the summer and how we're looking for next season uh, before looking ahead to QPR. Uh, so starting with the Ipswich game, obviously Tuesday night, two or three hundred of us, well, not me, uh, but two or three hundred fans travelled up and uh, a nil-nil draw. Obviously, Ipswich, historically a tough place to go. I don't think we've won there since 2012, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, ordinarily a good point, <coughs> but in the circumstances, perhaps not enough. Yeah, no, you said it there, and I think if we've done it three months ago, I think it would be a very good point. Um, they were up there at the beginning of the season. Yeah, their form's forward a little bit, but you could tell the last game how, um, how you know, Mick McCarthy gets his sides to play well. Um, get them organised and that sort of stuff um, and you know a nil-nil you know it was on one hand it was yeah it was good but then like you said grand scheme of thing with the other results and where it, how far it leaves us adrift now with six games to go it's um, yeah it's um, it's a bit of a disappointment and uh, to try and keep hope of trying to win the you know three of our remaining six games when we've got Brighton, Burnley and Derby at home Um yeah, it's going to be an uphill battle, but I think you know a load of us were resigned to the fact that we were dead anyway. By yeah, time. I think you talk about a Mick McCarthy side first of all, and it was something we spoke about last Thursday, and we did see Solly come back in. Obviously, we talked about his experience in the Championship coping well against Mick McCarthy. Mm. Uh, obviously, at the back we got the nil, so that played a part. But mm. then up front, interesting couple of changes. Obviously, not on telly, uh, but Lookman started. Um, mm. Obviously, there's a few conspiracy theorists that think perhaps he only starts when we're on telly, but he was in. Uh, Sonogo was also brought back in after his suspension. And Harriet up front, um, I think we all expected Igor to take a rest after Saturday's game. Yeah. Um, so a lot of pace up front, an exciting lineup from Riga. Yeah, no, I, I, I you know, I, 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 I like Sonogo and it was just a shame that he had that moment of madness when he got sent off against him. MK because he you know it's all in hindsight I know but he could have proved pivotal in the the three games after um, but you know it is what it is and and I think it's good when we go you know we we go a bit for the jugular so to speak because it it, it gives defenders things to think about you know we no disregard to Mac you know he's a good player on his day but when you when he's up there on his own it's so easy to defend against one whereas if you've got you know you've you've got Harriet up there so no go which is pace you've got Lookman. They're, you know, their back four ain't going to be thinking, oh, it's going to be an easy game here, you know, and you know, their full-back's going to be a bit reluctant a little bit to push on, and I don't know, maybe it would have changed the outcome if we did start one up front, but, you know, again, is it a little too late, I think, in, in terms of how we're going for things, maybe we should have done that a bit earlier on. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, it was a nice attacking line-up, and, you know, the way we we're in now, I just think he's got to carry on that way, you've got nothing to lose now, we, Surely Bolton won't catch us. The only way we can go is to go upwards. So, just I think he's got to keep doing that now. Keep playing Lookman. Don't bring him on for four minutes or whatever. He's not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, I think we we saw that straight from the start. Really, you talk about the pace and exposing their fullbacks, and straight away Lookman had a good chance. A couple of minutes in, Sonogo went close, and then there was a great double effort from Callum Harriet all in the first half. And as I say, charting away from home, especially against the Mick McCarthy side, we haven't seen that sort of attack. Uh, that often really and as you say it perhaps just come too little too late um, and of course early on in the other games we saw both MK Dons and Fulham take early leads uh, and in our game we had uh, Goodmanson hobbling off with injury and I think yeah. even then there was perhaps just a feeling that it wasn't going to be our night. Yeah I mean and, that, and I was just about to mention about Joey going off and uh, he was getting into the game and you know when he came off and he had to bring on someone else and he was obviously brought on Motta came on yeah and you know he's a he's a wing back by trade so he can't go forward um, 
And, you know, when that happened, I sort of thought, oh, I can't really see us getting anything from it, let alone a point. I thought we was going to get beat. But, um, you know, the boys held up well. Um, and, we, you know, those chances, the, the few that we had, we, we didn't take them. And, and, and it sort of sums up our season, scoring, what, 38 goals or something like that, which is less than a goal a game, which is absolutely awful. Um, you know, and nearly conceding two. It's going to be difficult when someone like Joey, who is, some people think he's had an off-season, which is fine. Um, but when he goes off, you're sort of scratching around a bit, trying to look for that sort of impetus and that now up in the in the you know for the forwards. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like I said, it's disappointing. But what can you do? Yeah, one of them things. Then in yeah. the second half, again, Harriet went close. Lookman went close. I think Cousins had a long drive as yeah. well. I think in total, uh, according to BBC stats, we had 16 shots. Yeah. Obviously, that pace up front paid off. We had eight corners. We just couldn't find the breakthrough. Mm. Uh, and as I say, MK Dons and Fulham had already got early goals. Those games changed a little bit throughout the throughout the night. But by the end of it, we were further adrift. And what is it? Seven points yeah. now well, and goal difference. Yeah, eight so, and a goal difference. So. You yeah, know, you, you look. That's what I mean. It's not a case. I mean, as you know, we can think. You know, well, maybe we'll go on a free game winning round. Blah 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 blah. But it's not only that. You know, you have got to look at the. You're relying on other people, and when you're relying on other people and other people's results, that's when you, that's when you're a bit of a bad place because you should imagine if Rotherham now really it's down to them. Their destiny is in their own hands. They've got a couple of wins at the right time and got the right man in for the job which we all said he would, and he's obviously delivered. And so we've just got to sort of dust ourselves go down and just. Just get, have a go at it, and, and like I said, I think I said on Twitter in the week. You know, hopefully now, um, which you know, Jose looks like he's resigned to the fact of us going down. Even though he will never say it. Um, maybe that takes the pressure off a bit, a little bit with the players, and they can go and express themselves a little bit more freely. Um, well, you know, it's all there to see. So, fingers crossed. But um, yeah, yeah. So we'll draw a line on that game in just a second. But there's just one thing I want to mention as well. I'm uh, not one to criticise Jose. I think he's come in and he's done an all right job. You know, we got 10 points from our last 15, I think. Um, last five minutes of a game away at Ipswich, mm. he makes a substitution and doesn't bring Johnny Jackson on. Mm. Um, obviously, he has been away. He's, you know, not played a huge amount of football in the last few weeks, but we've seen him get goals there before. We know, you know, we're fighting for our lives. As fans, we know the other scores. Do you think it was perhaps, uh, you know, not a wise decision not to bring him on? Um, I think again, I you know only can answer it, but I mean, in my opinion, I think the only thing that he can he's uh, probably saying why he didn't is maybe that he didn't want to lose. But you know, in, I would probably go the other way and say I'd rather lose and go for it and try and get the free because yeah. I mean, what, what, a point yeah is a point, and you know, if we had fifteen games to go, then I could understand it, but we've got six, and. Um, but you know that's what he'd done, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. But unless Jacko was injured, or he, you know he didn't want he wanted to keep him for to, uh, for Saturday, maybe I've I'd have a feeling that Jacko will start Saturday. Yeah, um, he's obviously got previous against QPR as well yeah, in the last minute, as we'll discuss yeah. later. Because in the I, show. I don't I don't think um, I could be wrong. I don't think that Suk Young can play, right? Because um, he's from QPR, yeah. isn't he? so I'd imagine they'll have some sort of clause that he can't yeah, play. He might so. Be right. Um, obviously that's another mid- midfielder out the equation so maybe that was in his thinking I don't know but um, yeah you would have hoped that Jacko would have come on and yeah. um, you know Jacko sort of got an assist for the late minute winner at the last home game yeah. it was George but you know everyone was focusing on um, Johnny I think and um, so yeah so phew, I don't know we'll, we'll have to see won't we yeah. as I say if you're relying on, on your skipper yeah. at that age to come on and score a winner in the last few minutes against Ipswich you're kind mm. of clutching at straws anyway I yeah, think yeah exactly mate 
Um, okay, so after the game, uh, I'm not sure who exactly caught up with Riga. We'll find out in a second. But this is Riga's post-match interview. So am I still waiting? Here at Portman Road and at any other time in any other season, a performance like that, it would still have been tough to come away with a point, but you'd come away thinking, tough place to come, we'll take it. But in this current position, you must be uh, a little bit... Uh, well, disappointment is probably an understatement, having put in a performance like that. Yeah, sure, you're true, just because of our situation. But um, anyway, the, 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 the way we perform uh, is the way we have to do it. And we show not only, uh, I mean, the will, we show really something. We, we were producing football, we were creating opportunity. We deserve to win this game. Everybody has seen the same that I was seeing. What can I say and what can I ask more to my players? Uh, I think that they, they gave everything, but it's not only this day, uh, it's now until a few weeks that we perform against any opponent, every opponent, and in a way as well as, as, as at home, sorry. So, very disappointed because the only thing for us which is important is the point. But I'm sure that it's in this way that something is still possible because if we cannot produce what we produce on the pitch we have to forget it and still in our situation still with more point now because it was six now seven i still believe first of all that we can win the next game because we show how performant we can be and i just hope that one time the other team will will lose point even when as us they deserve more so um, yeah, yeah. As you said, normally it's it's a, it's a great performance. It's still a great performance, but we don't get what we want. You uh, move things around a bit uh, tonight. Uh, I'm assuming uh, with the fact that we've got three games uh, in a week is was the reason Chris Holly came back in and uh, just shuffled the pack a little bit. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, uh, I have to use what I have to use. I mean, we we have a more competitive group and have to use fresh legs also. Uh, we know the quality of Chris, you know very well the championship and Marco did well also. More difficult for him and it's quite normal to come in this position but again we are not deserved by the luck eh? when, when you have to do without Johan after, after I don't know 10 minutes, I don't remember exactly, it means early in the game. Yeah, nothing, nothing at this moment helps us, let's say. Nothing goes really in the right way. But again, even all the context, the way the, the, the players are performing every time, independently of the team, uh, is, is great. I mean, it's great. I'm, I'm very proud of what they, they produce. But I repeat again, Johan, it was maybe a little early, and I would prefer <laughs> never, of course, but... Uh, to make another change. It was difficult to say we're going to play with four striker immediately. So, yeah, nothing go really in the way we want. But when I see the dressing room now, disappointed. When I see before the game, the behaviour. When I see the behaviour on the pitch and the way we can compete with, I think we're still able to do it. You mentioned Johan there, uh, looked uh, from our viewpoint, although quite high up, that it might be concussion. Um, a, of course, uh, what's, what's the story of Johan, but we, we looked uh, quite a disappointing challenge from, uh, 
from Knudsen in, into Johan? Of course, of course. <laughs> of course, right? we, we, we knew before coming here that it will be a very difficult game in terms of physical impact, but I think sometimes there are some limits. I don't want to say that the player did in, 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 in a way that he can, he can hurt Johan in this way, but I don't know exactly what happened with Johan because it was, of course, busy with, with the, the, the game. But I hope, of course, that Johan will be fit for the next game. I have no news at this moment, but we will have the news we have to, to have. And for the rest, I repeat, um, I'm very proud of what, what my player did today. I'm just disappointed. That again, we we don't receive what we what we deserve. And just finally, Ella Diara came off there at, uh, at the end, came back on heroically, uh, but limping quite badly. Is, is is that the the same foot situation? No, 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 no. Fortunately, that's the only point I can say. Fortunately, uh, it's not the same same foot. So I hope, I hope also that because again, short delay for the next game that will be fit. Well, mixed emotions. Uh, congratulations on the performance and, and the point, but uh, disappointed not to get the win. Yeah, exactly. Thank jo you. Jose, there's, um, there's six games left, seven points adrift. How many of those games do you think you'll have to win to have, to have a chance of staying up? My simple answer will be a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, we have to start by the next game. I mean, uh, we have to put everything in the next game. I know that more close we are at the end of the competition, more difficult it is. But we are very realistic on the situation, so again, uh, first of all, we have to do our job because, as you said, in the situation, it's a great performance, even in terms of point, I mean, but here we need, we need only wins, so, yeah, a lot from the six, yeah, sure. So that was Jose Riga talking after the Ipswich game. Uh, not a lot more he could say, really, other than that, to be honest, is he? he's got a got to try and say we're still in it but as we've said realistically that the chance has gone now yeah he's got to, you know and I think if he come if he turned around now and said yeah well we're down anyway so everyone would be up in arms which which is right and all because until the you know fat lady sings whatever you're going to say <laughs> yeah. but until that's until it's over you've got to try and as long as there's a possibility then you just carry on cracking on but um yeah, I mean, it's, it becomes a bit samey after the same time, you know, we didn't take our chances or we make the mistakes, obviously we didn't on Tuesday, but, you know, and it's, you know, we'll keep going to the end. So, you know, it's the same, but it's the same old rhetoric, but, you know, it has to be. It's going to be that way. Just sort of looking back on the season, obviously there's no no one reason why we're going down. It's obviously a mm. number of things, but yeah. one of the big factors has been, obviously, the interim appointment of, of Carol Fry. Yeah. Um, he came in for 13 league games, yep. won, I think, two of them, uh -huh. which were back-to-back, -back, uh, the Sheffield Wednesday game in the wake of the first of the big protests and then the Birmingham game. Yeah. Um, but how do you assess, obviously, the season as a whole? Um, you look at his, as I say, his run, uh, an unqualified almost manager, really, you wonder what Roland sort of expected to happen, you know, with any business. If you're going to employ someone as a manager or a CEO that's not really, you know, well out of their depth, you know, would he do this with any of his other businesses? So how much do you blame Carol? How much do you blame Roland? Um, you know, how do you see that really? Yeah, I mean, obviously ignoring all the sort of the uh, other stuff, you know, the communication, blah, 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 in yeah. terms of literally playing side. Um, obviously, 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll do the do the most big big point last. But you know, Car- being, Carol being in charge, you know, whatever. If that if that is what they wanted as an interim manager, for, okay, whatever. But to have a, a man in charge for a third of our season, which is what 12, 13 games, it's the third, more or less a third, isn't yeah. it, yeah, of our season? Games, yeah. And you, we won two. And not only was it like it wasn't like the first twelve games; it was the middle in the January, the, the Christmas and the January period, which is the most pivotal, I think. Coming in, off um, the back of two 3-0 losses as well. Yeah. So needing to turn the team around. Yeah, you're going to need, you know, coming into a situation like that, you're going to need someone with, you know, who's going to excite the players up, you know, this, that and the other. You know, he came out and said, you know, all the players are smiling. And all. Yeah, of course they are, because they're going to impre- have to impress a new manager. But it was the wrong, wrong, wrong choice. If if it was, like I said, if it was for four or five games, like an interim manager is or a caretaker, fine, and then you get the right one in. But it hasn't. I mean, it's all in hindsight. We can say, well, if Riga was here, you know, maybe, well, maybe we would. Maybe he would have lost every game. We don't know. But um, that, so that's one. Obviously, that's one big reason. Uh, the biggest reason is is the squad. Yeah. I mean, to be so reactive instead of proactive in in your transfer policy at any football club is always going to be um, detrimental to, to, to you know to the side's chances of doing anything. You know, staying up or going up or whatever. So um, you know, we had a good. You know, I don't think anyone doubted, doubted from the first five games of the season. We had a good side. We had a good side. Yeah, a good good side. Um, with the results we had, and you know, when Cashy was playing, and everyone was, everything was bouncing. But then you looked underneath the twelve, the thirteen. You get a couple of injuries. Bam. Yeah. yeah, we could be unlucky, but everyone has injuries, don't they? Yeah. You know, and and that's the biggest thing. And then to be reactive in January, where you go and buy Rojo, and um, and the like. It's a little too late, and. It's the same old story from every from the season before. You be, you know you you chance a squad. You build they build a squad that they think is going to be competitive, having no experience in this league. Um, and obviously, time will time time will tell. And everyone was laughing at the bookies at the beginning of the season. We yeah. said, oh well, yeah, they've got to go down. Blah blah blah. Look at us after five games. And they had it right though because they see a squad. Everyone knows you get injuries and suspensions, and we just couldn't cope. We just yeah. couldn't cope. I think you make three good points there. I mean, first of all, as you say, we did start the season well. Obviously, we're QPR now. We started the season with a good win against them. We beat Hull. Got a couple of draws against the likes of Derby and Forest. So that showed that our first eleven was strong. Mm. Um, I think secondly, uh, and one of the points that somebody made on Twitter this week when sort of moaning about Carroll and perhaps him being the reason that our season's ruined, made the point that he did have to play the likes of Saar, Lennon, Holmes-Dennis, Vaz Tay, Charles Cook, McElhaney. So some youth players, some low knees, but perhaps players that we wouldn't ordinarily have chosen to have in our first team, which mm. I think confirms the uh, underinvestment. Yeah, not good enough. Um, and then I think the third point, perhaps, and this is something I mentioned after Birmingham on Saturday, is that was the first time since the start of the season I'd seen a team that I would have called close to, to proper Charlton. They mm. were 11 players out there who were really fighting for the club and working hard and Interestingly, not many, or if any, I don't think, summer signings took part in that. And that perhaps just shows, again, it's in hindsight, but again shows the, the poor uh, transfer activity last summer. Yeah, no, and you know, what you, when you mentioned the players, you know, I've, I've never doubted the work ethic of, you know, of, um, of certain players. Obviously, there was one game of one player which it looked like it was lacking, which I ain't going to repeat. But um, yeah, no, I've never doubted, you know, the players, you know, mentality and, you know, wanting to do well. It's just, I just think it simply boils down to the squad not being good enough for this league. And you mentioned Naby Sarr, you know, I don't like singling players, but, you know, the guy doesn't seem that he's good enough. And 
you know, he's been had an opportunity to play in England. Fair play to him. He's he's had a go at it, but again, it's the policy of the transfer policy, scouting, and and the sort of players that we're going for. And I don't know. We'll probably go into it later, and the summer's going to be really interesting. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it just yeah everything. Just yeah. <laughs> there's so much to sort of talk about. We could talk for hours about it, really. Yeah. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, one of the places I think where perhaps we have got some strength in depth appears to be in goal. Um, Obviously, Pope at the start of the season, we were glad to see Henderson back. But Henderson's form hasn't been as great of late. um, And he picked up a series of injuries, it appeared, all over the body. Um, Pope's come in and I think he's done a, a great job so far, wouldn't you say, over the last few games? Oh, without, without a doubt. And I don't, I've never, never disliked Pope. I know there was a few games where he kept, you know, he dropped the ball or, yeah. you know, it went through his leg. You know what? People got to be real. You know, he's a young kid. You know, when, when a young kid comes into the side, people like Lookman are going to do things wrong. The difference is, is that Pope's the last point of call before it goes in the back of the net. And, and you know, I remember seeing at Colchester, I mean, he was the only player... Colchester in that cup, yeah, I remember it. That he was the only player who come out of any sort of dignity because yeah. he was the only one who actually had a decent game, believe it or not. And uh, you know, I don't think Hendo should just come in because, like you said, he's his form has been off. And but yeah, no, I think Pope Pope has done fantastic since he's come back and deservedly he's kept his place. Yeah, and another fine performance by the sound of things at Portman Road. Uh, and after the game, he also spoke to the media. So this is Pope after Ipswich Town. Yeah. Um tough game to analyse I guess uh, good individual performances all over the pitch especially from yourself uh, continuing the run in the side which you must be delighted with but tinged with the fact that uh, we need wins and, and only a point this evening Yeah definitely obviously that's what we've come here for and, uh, like you say the performance that's all that's lacking is a goal but obviously that's what we needed and we didn't get it tonight so we are disappointed like the dressing room's disappointed but we've got to go into Saturday now and same performance and I don't think we can, we can not win if we do the same as we did tonight Speaking to uh, your manager, Jose Riga, just uh, just now, and he said that, uh, we said that together, really, uh, in any other competition, in any other season, coming here and playing like you did and uh, getting away with the point, you'd still be a little bit disappointed, but tinged with the fact that this is a tough place to come. Yeah, definitely, yeah, especially um, their record on Tuesday nights is like, frightening as well. So it was, um, yeah, let's say middle of the season, start of the season, you'd probably come on and say it was a good point or, or you'd be less disappointed, but... Um, yeah, obviously with the situation we're in, we, we need uh, wins. You've come into the side in the last uh, few games uh, uh, in, in an upturn situation, whereas uh, in previous times you've come in and, it, and it's been a bit uh, tough and uh, the pressure's been on. Have you found it uh, slightly less pressure on this occasion, even even though the position we're in? 
I was going to say, there's not any less pressure, I suppose, because we're, we're in a relegation battle, so there's not any, um, I wouldn't say there's any less pressure. So um, just enjoying the games and just putting performances in like, uh, like I know I can and just obviously hoping to get the wins so help to um, help the team. Has it got anything to do with the, the bodies you have in front of you? Of course, now you're with uh, George Teixeira and Rod Fanny in front of you, who yeah, are, are both, both playing well. Yeah, both been excellent. Nalu as well in front of them. Yeah. Uh, full-backs, whoever's played, been excellent. So um, they've really helped me out as well. Obviously, I'd a long time out of the team, like a few months, uh, without many games, like reserve games or FA Cup game I had. So um, they really helped me when I came back into the team. and So... I'm really uh, grateful for that. From a confidence point of view, um, you know we can we can pressure the opposition, we can create chances and not score them, which means when the opposition does get a chance, as they did in the first half, I think we see uh, um, the shot that was arrowing towards the top right-hand corner. Uh, tell us about the save. Uh, yeah, he's just cut inside and he's left foot uh, Pringle, I think it was. Yep. Um, knew he was dangerous for that. and just I think I've not, not read it, but could see what he was, he was thinking. So, yeah, I was uh, happy with that. And uh, commanding of the box as well, which um, and certainly since you've come back in the side, we've seen you uh, you do a lot more of, or, or something that uh, certainly alleviates the pressure on, on the defence. Is that is that something that you've been working on? Is that something you've always done? Um, yeah, something I feel like I've always done. Something that I learned a lot from when I've been out on loan. So obviously, first year I was at Charlton, a lot of 21s games, reserve games. You didn't really get that sort of thing. So something I developed with, uh, with my loan spells in uh, obviously lower leagues, League Two, Conference. So. Um, just something I've, I've tried to uh, like keep in my game, really, even though I've gone up the levels. So, um, yeah, something I really enjoy doing and obviously does help the team taking pressure off and like, tonight starting a few counter-attacks. So, yeah, something I really enjoy. Now, you said in the mood, the mood in the dressing room's uh, down because uh, we haven't got the win, but compared to uh, this time, let's say two months ago or, or even three mm-hmm. months ago, uh, where we have put in better performances, where we have nicked games or, and won games convincingly, uh, is the mood better in there now and a more determined mood rather than it was uh, a few months back? Yeah, obviously the performance gives us hope. Like, obviously, what performance that is to come here and like, obviously should win, really. And so to create chances and have the opportunities we did. So it gives, obviously there's a lot of hope in there going this Saturday away, keeping another good team, another good home team. So, um, yeah, all the lads, all are down because of other results, like can, uh, looking at performance positively. Well, congratulations, sort of, on tonight on the performance. Uh, unlucky not to get the win. Cheers, thank you. Um, Nick, uh, Ipswich, if I'm right, is a team that means a lot to you. So coming here, playing here, getting a clean sheet, must, must be a great feeling. Yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously I had a, a season ticket. It was in the academy like, a good few years when I was younger. So, um, yeah, a club that I've, I've supported when I was a boy. So, um, yeah, it was, it was great to get a clean sheet. And uh, obviously the first time I played here professionally, so something I was, I was always uh, an aim of mine or a goal and something I really wanted to do. So to come in a clean sheet, was uh, yeah, happy with that. And as Terry touched on, you look like a totally different goalkeeper in terms of your confidence, you're coming out, you're claiming these catches. Do, do you put it down to anything in particular? No, like I was saying, just something I've developed, like I've my loan spells really, and just something that I've, I enjoy to do, just like being positive and uh, effect, really affecting the game rather than letting the game kind of you know, dictate you. And how much does it help having someone like Adam O'Lutman and Callum Harriet on the counter-attack? As soon as you pick them up, you look to, to feed them straight away on mm. the counter-attack. Yeah, definitely just pace, like bags of pace, both from ability, skill. So to have them to be able to throw the ball, kick the ball to is, yeah, is a great option for me. He's gone for it, you know. Oh, what a oh, goal! Oh, what a goal, goal by Armacassi! Oh, 
That's almost at the halfway line. Unbelievable strike. That is outrageous. Right-footed. Well, saw Ulrich off his line. What a goal. So that was boyhood Ipswich fan Nick Pope talking to Terry after the uh, 0-0 draw on Tuesday night with Ipswich Town. Uh, one of the few positives perhaps we can take from this season. Um, and similarly, uh, another few positives are the, the youth teams yet again performing uh, well beyond their means. We had uh, earlier in the week the under-21s beating Bristol uh, 2-1 uh, to secure their playoff space, I believe. Um, and then today at the Valley... Uh, the under-21s uh, drew 2-2, um, again with Bristol. Uh, goals from Umera and Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy, I think, has been involved with the first team. I'm yep. not sure if Umera has yet. but He, surely... came, he, came, Josh, he came on uh, against Hull for about okay, five minutes. Yeah, so surely both around the edges of the uh, the first team. And, yep. You know, looking at uh, if we do go down to League <laughs> One, obviously we're going to be relying on youth a little bit more and there's some exciting prospects there. Yeah, no, definitely. You had uh, Brandon, Brandon Hanlon, who signed his contract. Yeah. He's, uh, he looked very good and uh, I'm glad that he signed up. Georgie Lapsley, which um, everyone sort of, well, I think everyone sort of knows about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, the the downside of having such a great youth set up is you're going to get suitors and, you know, Leicester are looking at George. Um, um, and in, in the way the, the way the club is at the moment, you're hoping that they can sort of follow Addy's look, uh, you know, Addy sort of and Joe's, and and just stay here a little bit longer, and just so we can see them. And uh, yeah, and like you said, I mean, the inevitable um, League One tour that we're going to go on, uh, we probably will see a few more, which I think a lot of fans will probably rather than us getting a load of foreign nobodies at a. Not really bringing much to the table, so um, but yeah, no, good. You know, under twenty ones, they uh, their run went under the other day against Birmingham. Um, now they're back on winning ways, which is great. Um, and yeah, and you know, all the youth ones, all the way from, you know, from under twelves all the way up to the under twenty ones are doing great. So long may it continue. Uh, away from the positives of the youth youth setup, you mentioned there about perhaps preferring that to to overseas players or players who come in and perhaps don't give everything. Mm. Um, Tony Watt. He obviously went away on loan to Blackburn mm-hmm. um, and he's returned to the club today uh, to receive treatment on a groin injury, the club have said. Yeah. Um, the forward sustained the problem in the opening stages of their local derby against Preston. Yeah. Uh, two goals in 11 for Blackburn, but the injury is likely to keep him out for the remainder of the season, which mm. means that I assume that that will be loan over. Yeah. Um, he's surely going to go over the summer, don't you think? I mean, when he went to Blackburn, he talked about moving up and on to bigger and better things. It seems he's kind of washed his hands a bit of this club now. What do you see of his future? Yeah, I mean, so obviously part of the agreement would be is um, he'll be there, but if, you know, if a long-term injury is sustained, as you know, then Blackburn aren't just going to pay dead money for something that they're not going to get any economic use out of. So he'll, he would have always returned, even, you know, unless it was like a you know, like concussion, then he'd get over in a couple of days. But, you know, long-term injury, yeah, he's going to come back and he's obviously going to be back at the training ground and um, or after his surgery for his rehab. Um and like you said about next summer, I don't know, it's interesting because, I mean, you know, we're going to be paying for his operation, paying for his recoup. And, um, yeah, I mean, will he be here next year? I'll be very surprised. I mean, I would, I'll be, actually, I'd say it's more or less certain that he won't be here. Yeah. Um, if he is here, which, you know, you know, there is a possibility, but I'll be surprised if he isn't, then 
I don't know. He'll be a great player in League One. Don't get me wrong. If he gets his noggin on it. Um, but yeah, no. You know, he's it's sad. He's not made it work at Black because he started he started well there, didn't he? Like every, every Cardiff as well. He started really well and he sort of went off the boil a little bit. Started so. well with us as well. I'll give yeah, him. yeah. I mean, and, and we were just talking off air. You know, he's a decent player. You know, and no one's doubting that. And then uh, there were just a few games. I think I said earlier in the season, Brent, Brentford, who just it looked like he really didn't want to be here. He really didn't want to be here for whatever reason. So, you know, we don't know his personal life or anything like that. So, you know, speedy recovery, I hope. And then um, whatever he decides uh, is going to happen with Mr. Tony what, what, what. That's, you know, one was another. I think, obviously, League One is going to be nothing like it was last time, you know, yeah. under Powell and, and that team that was so <clears throat> together in order to win the title. <clears throat> but perhaps you look at someone like Tony Watt and you think, He's not the sort of personality we need down there. And you talk about the youth players yeah. that we, we could sort of blood and you think that togetherness, that's going to be so important in a league where we're going to need to bounce back fairly soon, you would think. Yeah, no. And you know, you sort of alluded to about the, you said the squad in League One we had, but that squad was uh, assembled by a certain Mr. Chris Powell. And, you know, it wasn't a fact of obviously technical ability. Chris Powell knew what it was to play for Charlton. He knew, you know, what sort of character and, and you know, desire it needed for us to get out of the league, and that's why when we bought all those players, it was like, well, it's going to take time to settle in. And everyone hit the ground running because Chrissy knew what was needed, and it's going to be interesting this summer whether it's going to be the same because I don't think it will. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to be relying on um, a few more youngsters, um, which. But again, the only person who's going to answer that transfer policy and the, you know the, the club's vision of the squad next year is going to be a certain Mr. Rowland and um, Catrien with the apparent um, what's it called in input from Mr. Murray. So I don't know, and obviously Jose. So it, it, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be a wait and see thing, really. Obviously, yeah. see who's going to go and whatnot. Yeah, you have a look through the squad at the minute. Um, I mean. We've got the likes of, of Jordan Cousins in there, who's established himself, Harriet as well. Um, we've also got <coughs> Holmes Dennis, Ahern Grant, Solly, Fox, Joe Piggott still in the squad, uh, Regan Charles Cook, Harry Lennon, um, Mikhail Kennedy, Terrell Thomas, Josh Umera, Adam Ola Lutman, Consa. Um, so there's a number of mm. players there from our youth setup who've been given squad numbers this year. Yeah. Obviously, it's difficult to speculate. We don't know what's going to happen in the summer, either with managers or with squad personnel, but... Would you prefer to see a squad built up with people like that? You know, we're probably, you're looking at some of the bigger players like the likes of Goodmanson and Vettikele, maybe, Kashi. They're maybe not going to stick around. Yeah, no. How would you sort of see it? If you, if you were the boss sort of going into next season, what would you be trying to shape a team around? Um, well, if I was Jose now, what I would do straight away is for the remaining games, obviously you have your nucleus there, so you have your Georges. And I, I would I would gently bed these players in. So you know, you know your Josh Umeras and... Uh, you know, Tarek, I know he's on loan now, so you can't really use that one. But all of those players, Georgie, give him 10 minutes here and there. Let him experience the professional game and not in an under-21 game. Let him have that experience of going to the grounds, training with, you know, going to the grounds, training with him before the match. And then ne- next year, that'll be so much benefit to them. It doesn't mean they've got to start every week, but there's just that experience. And then next year, you go in, you have, again, you have a solid nucleus, I would say, of a mixture of, you know, Lennon's more or less senior now. Yeah. You know, but get him in, get someone with a wiser next to him, and then you you have it all. Um, you have a nice balance at the moment. 
we don't have a balance at all. So that's what I would do anyway. But um, obviously, that's why I'm recording this and not doing a post-match <laughs> conference. But <laughs> well, that's probably not the only reason. But uh, okay, we'll have a, a quick fifty-second break, uh, and then we'll come back to look ahead to QPR and uh, and see what Riga had to say after the uh, ahead of the game. Cousins, lovely ball into the part of Goodmanson. Can he take his man on? He does. He's trying to be pulled back, but he's in the area. The ball across the Vedicaine. And there's a goal. Joel have the lead again. Super work. Firstly from Henderson to roll it out to Cousins, who did a pinpoint pass into the part of Goodmanson. And instead of Goodmanson going on his own, a slide rule ball across the penalty area picked out Vedicaine, who buried his chance. And Charlton 2 1 up. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. Looking ahead to Saturday's game away at QPR. Um, now, for those of you who aren't so keen on Jose Riga's voice, uh, we haven't managed to get the audio uh, in time uh, from his his chat with, with George Jones today, um, but it has gone up on the club website, so I'll just give you a brief covering of what he had to say. Um, and he started by talking about the positives from Ipswich. He said, when you leave Ipswich Town and the stadium with the feeling that one point is not enough, it means you've put in a very good performance. We deserve three points. We were the best team in terms of creating opportunities and we faced a big challenge in Ipswich because we knew the physical impact that they are able to put into every game. We competed a lot and after that created opportunities with good counter-attacks, good building and on set pieces, which is normally one of the strengths of Ipswich. We were disappointed on the way back in terms of points, but certainly not in terms of performance. I cannot ask for anything more from my players at the moment. Their commitment, belief and the way they are looking for results gives me a good feeling. Um, And he then went on to talk about QPR and the difficulty he thinks we're going to have there. Um, I saw QPR against Middlesbrough. They're a good team and they have individual qualities as well as collectively. It's a London derby, so it means a bit more. But for us, the only objective is to see QPR as the next game. We have a lot of respect for all teams and we know that the next teams we have to face, QPR included, are all tough teams to play against. That's part of our situation. Almost everyone we have to play is part of the top 10 or even top 5 rankings. We need a great performance and we know based on what we're doing at this moment that we can do it again. Um, it mentions Johan there who as we said was forced off with an injury um, and Diara who was struggling a bit with fitness. Uh, he says it's difficult to say with Johan because we were just two days after the game. We won't take any risks with his head injury and we'll make a daily assessment. Um, we know the importance of him on the pitch. He's able to get a lot of assists and feed his strikers, though Marco Motta did very well when he came on. Uh, and with Allo, he says a similar thing. We have to check, but fortunately it's not the same foot that he had injured before. Hmm. Um, and then he finally says, uh, Patrick Bauer played 45 minutes for the under-21s on Monday and did well. Ahmed Kashi is auto- also taking part in training at the moment. Uh, but Reza, Sabeos and Johan have been missing from the training sessions. Yeah. Uh, so going into QPR, as he says, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, similar sort of form to us. They've uh, drawn, lost, drawn, won, won and lost in their last six. They're 11th in the table, 15 points off playoffs. So probably too little, too late for them. Yeah. Um, we obviously beat them earlier this season, um, beat them in the last game here uh, prior to that 1-0 with that late Johnny Jackson goal. 
Mm. Um, but the last away game was there in November 2013. Uh, I was mentioning off air that I was there that game and we did we lost 1-0. Mm. Um, what do you make of the game? How do you see it going? Do you think the players are going to be relaxed now that we're kind of consigned to relegation? Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Jimmy went there and they, they, they got off to a really slow start when Jimmy first went there and obviously they've picked it up a little bit. Um, I think um, I don't, will we would be relaxed, you know. I'd hope so. I hope they, you know, they can relax a little bit now and just express themselves a bit more, like I said earlier. But I don't think they will. I think we're just going to do the same, do the same homework, and probably try and go on the counter again because obviously you've got they've got so many. You've got Matty Phillips out wide. You know, you've got Hoylet, um, but the main player they got we got to stop is that foul in the middle. I mean, if you give him space, they will absolutely crucify us. But um, you've got the big guy. Um, I can't remember his name. Is it Poulter or something? Yeah, something. Like it's it's like a younger Mac, but yeah. um, you know they're a good side. And but you know on their day they can drop results as well as we can. But you know we try keep the base. You know keep the defensive stance like we did against Ipswich and we stand a chance. And then, but yeah, um, Johan, I'd, I'd 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 imagine he would be there. I'd, I can't see him not starting. Yeah, um, Alu, I don't think he'll feature at all. Um, no, he said in his uh, previous game he was playing through with a, a cracked foot or something. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, we're relying on a, a, a guy who's, you know, he's not his youngest. doesn't mean he's poor, but he's not his youngest. And again, it goes back to the, so who else have we got? We've got Jacko who's just come back from injury, which I think Jacko will start with Cousins in the middle um, on Saturday. But um, yeah, well, again, we just try and do what we can and keep, you know, keep concentrated and keep that defensive mentality. And then do what we can but hopefully have a bit of play up free up again I'd like to see that yeah so keep yeah. the same forward three you think yeah I'll I, I definitely keep the same forward three um, I mean yeah and I'd have Jacko with Cousins and um, um, who's the other one in the middle I always do it's every week always... Diara Cousins and Goodmanson would have all played so. uh, yeah so I mean maybe Goodmanson will play just in front of JJ and Jordan I don't know but, or maybe um, Motta could still, still yeah, play possibly it all depends really I mean because they uh, QPR play a sort of 4-5-1 4-3-3 so yeah. yeah it depends if he's going to match up or or not but if for those of you who are still thinking we could get out of it uh, Fulham at home to Cardiff yep. you'd think you know Fulham not been in the best of form recently but a home game mm. Bristol City at home to Sheffield Wednesday Sheffield Wednesday pushing for playoffs yep. that's going to be a tough game but the biggest game down there is MK Dons v Rotherham yep. um, obviously like you said earlier Nathan, uh, Neil Warnock's come into Rotherham and really fired them up but we need results in those three games to go our way if we've got any hope now, really. Yeah, I mean, I've, Cardiff are chasing their playoffs as well, so I think that could be a good one. Uh, the Rotherham, um, Sheffield Wednesday, obviously we know, unfortunately we want them to win. Um, and obviously the MK Rotherham game is going to be pivotal, but it, there's only one outcome that we can really want, and that's for, for Rother, Rotherham to win, because we're not going to catch Rotherham now. Yeah. So we can forget about them. That, that pains me to say, because I still can't believe we're below them in the table. But... Um, yeah, Warner's come in, done the job, and he's going to do it. He will do it. And uh, Fulham, uh, Fulham score goals, but they also concede quite a few as yeah. well. So, and it, again, it depends on which Fulham turn up. Um, so hopefully we can. But again, we were talking off air. We've got to do our jobs first, and like Reg said, we've got to do our jobs first before we worry about any of those. Yeah, for sure. So score prediction. Um, I want to say I win. Try and keep it exciting, but. I'm going to go for a one-all draw. It's going to be mine. And who's going to get our goal? Who are you going to pick this week? Right. I've got to pick one this week. <laughs> do, you no. squad, do you want the squad list? <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, JJ. That's annoying because that's who I was going to pick <laughs> as well. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go two-two then. 
Desmond uh, and yeah. Jacko get both of them. And I'll have him get both of them. <laughs> Let's go with that as you've stolen mine. Uh, that's all for this evening. Nay, thanks very much for coming in. That's all right. I've just got, um, I just want to, I've just yes. seen it on Twitter, so I thought I'd mention okay. it. Um, so there's a couple of things. First off, um, obviously just to make sure like, on like on Sunday show, just make sure anyone, any view, any sort of side of things, just make sure you email in um, because obviously we just love everyone's opinions. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> point. We've had some some Twitter debates this week about us not reading out everything. Um, obviously, I don't host every week, but as far as I'm aware, Louis, Terry, those other guys, they do aim to read every email that comes in. Yeah, and then the second one is I've just retweeted it. Um, I'm not begging followers, but it's a really good... Uh, Joe Reed tweeted it, and it's regarding a, a, a chap called David Jarvis. Yes. Um, he's put so a letter is. which he set on, uh, sent on to Catrienne. Uh, um, so it's well worth a read. I haven't read it in too much detail, but from what I read, it looked amazing. So I did read it before the show. I was going to bring it up, but unfortunately we haven't got time. But yeah, yeah. it's one of the emails to the new fan email address mm. and the response is, is a bit bizarre, uh, unsurprisingly, I think. Yeah. But yeah, well worth a read. Yeah, well, so yeah, I've, I've just retweeted it, but I mean, he's, I think it's at David Jarvis 25, I think, um, is his Twitter name. So I'm pretty sure we find out that way, so. Excellent. Great. Well, as I say, that, that's all for tonight. Uh, thank you very much for listening and uh, fingers crossed for Saturday. Come on, you Reds. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.